Welcome to The Code Hanger on 2SER 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. The Code Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Lamb, and I'm coming to you from the Lower North Shore, which is Camaragal land. And I'm joined by one special panellist this week. Thank goodness she's here. And I'm Lauren Hodson, and I'm broadcasting from the Sutherland Shire, which is in Darawal country. I'm glad you could join me, otherwise I'd be talking to myself. Uh, Kiwi is uh, travelling back to Melbourne as we speak, so she is not joining us for this week's pod. In this week's show, our Round 9 pod for AFLW Season 7, we're going to do game reviews for Round 9. Uh, we're going to discuss the ladder do tips, and we'll preview next week's matches. So first, let's get right into it, and let's talk about the Swans who went down to the Dockers, 4-4-28 to 6-6-42. Now, yes. one thing I noticed from this is that, actually, maybe you noticed it and pointed it out, but I'm going to say I noticed it, Loz, <laughs> is that in the second and fourth quarters, the Swans didn't didn't kick a goal. It's hard to score. It's hard to win games if you're not kicking goals for half of the game, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit hard. I mean, look. At least the Swans are, are getting some goals. There have been games, unfortunately, where they haven't. But uh, I tipped them for a win. I was sure that this was going to be Same. their first win. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, they, they couldn't quite get there. Probably one of the games where, and I know they've had a couple of close finishes, probably one of the ones where they've been a bit more competitive. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately for the Swans, the, the Dockers were just a bit too good, weren't they, Fee? So they were even Stevens at the, at the end of the first quarter. And so, you know, um, hopes were high. <laughs> Well, yeah, and we've come to know that the Swans can start pretty good and keep the, the pressure on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was really hoping that they'd be able to, uh, you know, get get the win here and, and carry on. Yeah. Uh, things didn't go all that well. As I said in the second, they, they didn't score a goal. They got a behind. And in that time, the Dockers got two more goal oh, sorry one more goal and two more behind so so you know they're just that little bit more in front and it just I think for a time it was certainly um seemed as if it was within reach it was possible and then and then it was like okay 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 they need three goals from from four minutes okay okay then, you know it was like oh yeah no, it no, gets a, it's, a, it's a bit hard then <laughs> isn't it but look I mean You've got to take the positives out. The fact that they they did get four goals in the game, um, you know, they, they as you said, it was even at quarter time. You know, they were in the game for a lot longer. And, and even up until the end, three goals in four minutes, it's, it's achievable, right? You've got to have a bit of luck and a few things go your way. So at That's least right. th- they were in it, you know. You've got to take those things out. I mean, looking at some things like uh, Lauren Zaghetti, six tackles. Six tackles in a in a game's you know not too bad, yeah. But they probably just didn't have quite enough people, others, that same amount of pressure, um, you know, across the game. And you look at the, like I talk about six tackles being good. 
I was having a look at that here, Kiara Bauer from the Dockers. It's got her as having 20 tackles. Well, she's, I mean, she's a tackling machine. Yes, well, we probably should and just take fact, her stats out of it, um, shouldn't we? Well, we should, but but, but actually we also um, need to acknowledge her. All hail, all hail Kiara Bowers <laughs> yes, <laughs> because she's definitely. at the, she's right near the top of a, you know how the, the stats can do your head in sometimes, but I think so Swamp Thing. Maybe it was Gemma Bastiani um, who said that um, she's right, Kiara Bowers is right near the top of a tackling stat where it's about how many goal, how many games you had to play to get to, you know, 100 tackles or whatever it is. And she's right up there and it's men, men's and women's. So yeah, she's uh, she is hail, a tackling machine. All hail Kiara Bowers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing I do want to mention, so I, I love my stats but agree that you can look at them from a lot of ways and sometimes get them to fit certain pictures. Mm. But one thing we do love, and we saw it last week with Tani Evans from the Giants, we love her first goal. Yes. And this week, Montana Ham, she got 13 disposals. Montana Ham. But her, her best disposal was her goal. And uh, it's always pretty exciting when someone kicks their first goal, isn't it? Yep, yep. It was great to see. Congratulations, Mon. Uh, celebrating with you. <laughs> yeah, you've got to take the wins. Got to take a win, that's right. Um, so, look, there was a point at which Swans led by six. When was that? That was in the third quarter. Yeah, I believe you're, you're right. That's what you said. They were in it, and they were in it in the second half. So you've got to build on those things. Um you know, and they haven't necessarily been in that position too many times where they've been up in a second half of footy. Yeah. So it's certainly a pleasing sign. And whilst the Dockers, uh, I don't think, have performed as well as any of us thought they would this year, I think they're still a good side. So there are certainly some good things to take out of the game, but it's um, it's definitely a cliche, but they've just got to put four quality quarters together. Yeah, yeah. Um... And look, we've got to got to say Brooke Lachlan was was certainly very busy. She just got she did just get one goal along with Monham. Uh, Beck Privatelli got one goal, one behind, and so did Sophia Hurley. Uh, so you know they're all contributing, all doing their bits. It just wasn't quite enough. So yeah. um, you know, still lots to improve on. Still lots to celebrate. Uh, and I think that it's sort of been the story with the Swans this season, hasn't it? Um, not translating to wins just yet, but we hold out hope. That's right. It's still one week left, but we'll get to one that week last week we, later. We will. <laughs> that's right. So let's have a look now at the Giants who went down to Richmond. Giants were 2 3 15 to Richmond's nine goals for 58. Well, look, I caught some of this one and it wasn't pretty it wasn't great uh in the end it was it was a little bit like oh please let's just put the giants out of their misery um uh giants didn't even score anything not even a behind in the first quarter so and that and not a good start already up four goals too um having said that they were kept scoreless in the second quarter. So you could say the Giants won the second quarter. Well, you've got to take, like, 
I know these games, it can be hard when you, you get beaten by quite a bit, but you've got to find some things to take out. And if you can go, we held them scoreless for a quarter, how did we do that? Work on that, replicate it. Like you, yeah. you've got to try and learn from things. I guess you've got to try and take something from, you know, from a game. I mean, I do actually think that uh, that the wind played a huge part. So, yes, um, I heard it was a pretty strong. Uh, a breeze might be a bit a bit soft. I, I heard it was blowing a gale. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this was out of Mildura. Um, this game. So it was good. Good that the um, game's still being taken to the regions, as some people say. Some people really don't like that term, taking it to the regions. <laughs> No, I think it might depend on if you're from the regions or not. Send an email. Send an email, a tweet. right. A tweet. It could be in our suggestions box. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Let us know in our regions. That's that's right. You can feel it in my regions. (laughs) Well, you need to be careful with saying things like that, don't you? But I'm just having a look. Off the back of our talk about stats in the Swans game, Emily Goodsir for the Giants, seven tackles, quite impressive. Again, not surprising. Our highest disposal get it was Elise Parker with 18, and she also got a goal. So for not scoring goals in her first few seasons of AFLW to uh, – I feel like she's – I don't know her exact stats, but I feel like she's got a few uh, this year. So she's uh, certainly made up for the, the, the previous few years. And the next best person after Elise Parker – um, just having a look at that now, we've got a few on 13. Um, but, yeah, uh, Nicola Barr was on 12. Uh, just having a look. Alicia Eva and Tani Evans were on 13, along with Jodie Hicks, who's um, certainly having a great comeback season. Yeah. You go to the Tigers and Mon Conti, 24 disposals, three goals. Uh, she's yeah. probably going to push Jazzy Garner for best and fairest in the comp. Um, uh, Eilish Sheeran. Again, she's having a fantastic year. She had a great game, uh, 14 disposals, five tackles. And uh, the Tigers, along with the Cats, I think have probably been one of the more improved size, uh, sides this season. And those Hosking twins, tell you what, they're always making trouble. <laughs> That's it. They're always just there, aren't they? They're, yeah. um, they're, a, pretty good, uh, they're a pretty good pair to have. Yeah. Uh, so, as you said, Elise Parker, one goal. Oops, I wasn't looking in the right place. So, um, Elise Parker, Nick Barr. So, they were the two goal getters. And yes, then, unfortunately, uh, only two. Cora got a behind. Zoe Goldsworthy got two behinds. And that therein is the, uh, that's all she wrote. Or he? That is all she wrote. Well, that's all right. But let's go. I think on this podcast we can say that's all she wrote. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what are we going to say about the Giants? Well, look, um, they were never going to make finals. We knew that. Um, Again, we don't have to keep repeating the fact that they have a lot out with injury, but they do have a lot out with injury injuries. And... um, it's just it's got to be pretty tough when you know that you're not putting your best players out there or you're 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 definitely missing some key players every time you go out there. Yeah, it is going to be tough. And, I mean, you think about some of the players are missing. You know, we saw them at the game last week. Pepper Randall, Tate Mackerel, 
um, it's pretty hard when you're missing players like that, isn't it? And, and yeah. I mean, they're, they're just two players we've mentioned. You know, we know they've got, um, you know, a bunch more out and, uh, you know, it was, yeah, a lot of good players. But a bit like the Swans, if you're not scoring many goals a game or you're not scoring goals even every quarter, it's going to be hard to win games, isn't it? That's right. That's exactly right. Um, and so Giants now, let's have a look at that ladder. The Giants are 13th. Yeah, the Giants are 13th. Giants um, so they, in previous years they have made finals, which is, which is good. For a Sydney side, it is actually good. Uh, we're not doing that. Giants are not doing that this year. Um, and so they they play at Hinton next week. And I just lost my page where I was going to sound very semi-professional. Well, right, least, they're playing the Suns. Playing the Suns it. next week. Right. They are playing the Suns. And we'll get to the, I guess, the rest of the, the fixture for next week in a moment. But I just want to comment Brisbane. Played yep. nine games. They've won eight. They're on top. Melbourne are in second, also uh, with with eight wins. Uh, Brisbane, I think, are still my favourite at the moment to win. I know mm-hmm. they they've lost the game, which is to Richmond, but I think they're they're just so dominant. Um, I think it's likely that it will be a, a Lions and D's final. You've then got a game clear uh, to third. The the Crows, uh, Richmond, they're in fourth feet. Now, who would have predicted? That Richmond would be in. Who even thought that they might be a genuine top eight chance? I know who. Gemma Bastiani. But would there be a little bit of bias there, or is (laughs) you know, is she tipping with her head or her heart there? I don't know. I don't know. Look, I I'm not in a position to comment about tipping in 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 your heart or your head. Probably none of us um, are in a position to comment (laughs) about good good tipping, are we? Yeah. Uh, but I'm just going through. So the rest of the top eight, you've got Collingwood, who are also on uh, seven wins. So you've got three sides on seven wins. The yep. Crows, Richmond, Collingwood. And uh, the Crows have got the best percentage, 174.9. Richmond, 154.7. Collingwood, 147.6. You've then got three sides on six wins. That's the Kangaroos, Cats, Bulldogs, again, separated by percentage. And fairly big chunks. So the Kangaroos are on 175.7. Yeah. The Cats 144.6. And the Bulldogs 109.8. Mm. Chances are the positions will move, but pretty much the top two are set. Okay. They're not going to change. Um, three to five, even three, probably down to seven, positions there could change, even if it's just based on percentage. The Bulldogs, they're a game clear of the Suns who are in ninth, but the Bulldogs have over 19% on them. So you'd have to say, unless some very strange and big margins happen in their respective games, the Bulldogs are going to stay in eight. The Suns are probably, the Suns are going to stay in ninth uh, because they've got two games clear of Essendon. So Essendon are in 10th. They're on the same amount of games, which is three wins. As so, Essendon, St Kilda, Carlton, the Giants, and Hawthorne all on three wins. The Dockers are on two wins and a draw. You've then got the Eagles in 16th on two wins, Port Adelaide with a win and a draw, and we mentioned the Swans are on the bottom with, with no wins. So, 
it's it, isn't it great that in our first season of a top eight, um, yes, finals. Uh, look, yes, mathematically it's possible, but you need some big results. But we've got eight great sides are going to make finals. We've had two really improved sides in the Cats and Richmond get into the top eight. Yep. And um, you, you know, you look in the bottom half. Yes, it's disappointing that the Swans haven't won a game yet. But Essendon, they're wins as an expansion side and they've played some really good footy. The Hawks yeah. went on their streak. Um, you know, St Kilda started the season well. So there's been some tough moments. But I think for the first season of having 18 games, there's certainly a lot of good things to, to take out from it. But like I said, the, the most surprising thing for me in some ways has been how much Richmond and Geelong have both improved. Yeah, that's right. So if anyone was lucky enough to catch the uh, Friday night uh, fireworks, <laughs> then uh, then you're a lucky duck because uh, it was pretty spectacular. And uh, the Geelong Cats only went down to um, the Crows by two behinds. It, it was, was a pretty good game, wasn't absolute it? Absolute cracker. Yeah. Yeah. And our, I should say the other Friday night game, uh, the Suns and the Blues. Um, the Suns have had a bit of an up and down year, as probably have the Blues, but the Suns at home, 6 six forty two to the Blues, 2-3-15. Yeah. It was impressive. That's a, that's a pretty impressive win, a, a decent margin, isn't it? Yep. Congratulations, Suns. It was uh, it was great to see. And I, I love watching Charlie Rowbottom just doing a thing too. Yeah, Charlie Rowbottom is. doing Charlie Rowbottom things. That is. It is It is pretty good. <laughs> what was an even bigger margin and maybe disappointing for myself, the Pies. Uh, they went down to North, 25. Yeah. Now, it wasn't so much the uh, the result, that win or loss, but it was the margin. They went down to the North, 25 to 57. Yeah. So um, 32 points. I don't know that uh, anyone even those tipping the kangaroos, would have thought that they'd win by more than five goals. No. So, but let, let's move on from that result. We don't need to focus on the Pies losing. <laughs> After all, it is a Sydney-focused show. Um, we've already gone over the Swans games. The Eagles hosted the Bulldogs, uh, but another 32-point margin. So the Doggies won 55-23. to 23. So, um, look, the Eagles have won a couple of games this year. I think they've played some good footy, but, again, a tough year. The Hawks, no surprises here. They went down to the Lions, one one seven to nine seven sixty one. The Lions, I tell you are just, what, though, they can't they, do much wrong. They can't do much wrong, and they also what I found really uh, impressive. I, I really liked seeing this. They were still putting themselves under pressure when they were, uh, you know, fifty three points ahead. So the fourth quarter, the dying minutes, it was clear they just they wanted. They wanted a tenth goal. Yeah, and they, they were didn't putting want to themselves just... under all sorts, all sorts of pressure to try to achieve. They, they didn't end up getting it, but they they just kept on and kept on and kept on. And I think that is the the sign of a champion side. Um, but didn't when, let up when they did do they? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course, of course, Hawks weren't bringing the same kind of pressure as the Crows or the D's might, if that's who they face, and we assume they do face. Um, they do uh, <laughs> do make it to the grand final. God, I was losing my words there for a second. Uh, they've got to 
continue to put themselves under pressure and and continue yeah, just being a champion side if they want to be champions. So uh, great to see. Good on your Lions. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the next game we've got is the Saints and Port. And I saw a little bit of this game today. I'll tell you what, it could have been a different story if the Saints had, had kicked more accurately. They were 4 11 to Port's 5-3-33. So, it's yes, a lot they, of scoring shots. They got it? away with the win, but yeah, 15 <laughs> scoring shots to only win by two points. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, well, 15 scoring shots to eight to only win by two. And look, there was a, uh, you know, there was quite a few lead changes in the game, particularly in, um, I think it might have been the second and third quarter. So, yeah, it was it was definitely quite um, quite an exciting game, and uh, I also quite liked Port Adelaide's jersey being the mainly teal with the the white, uh, I guess, uh, V and you know the white and the black V's as opposed to having a predominantly black home jumper with the the teal and the white. So I quite uh, I quite liked it. This I think there's something wrong with my the color on my TV because to me it looked like. It was just blue. <laughs> well, you know, m- maybe it is the colour of your TV. I don't know, but I quite liked. I quite liked their colours. Well, I'm I'm a fan of teal. I do like teal. Kiwi can confirm this. <laughs> so yes, I, I, I am a bit of teal a... there. Well, anyway. I thought it was teal, but maybe I saw it. No, no, it would have been teal. It has like to be it. teal for, for Port, but it just didn't look like teal on my screen. So I didn't get excited as I should have. <laughs> That's right. You'll have to watch it again on a different TV. Ooh, just so I can see teal. That's right. That's Show right. me a teal. That's it. You better be careful how you yell that out. And uh, the only other game we scores we haven't gone through yet, uh, I'm a little bit surprised by this margin. But the Demons, 7850 to the Dons, I should say the Bombers, 139. I thought the margin would be a bit closer. I know Melbourne, they're up there with the Lions, they're a dominant side. Mm. But I did think it'd be a little bit closer than seven goals. Yeah, and they they did not score after the after the after half time. Uh so that's sort of yeah, it's oh, never going it, to be a great game when you don't score after half. When one of the sides doesn't score after half time, is it? No, no, not really. No. Uh, having said that, the the D's only got three behinds in the fourth quarter. They did not score a goal. What is it with teams not scoring goals in a quarter? They <laughs> they'd already scored seven by the end of the third. So I guess they maybe they took their foot off the. Uh, the gas by then. Yes, know. well, well, maybe. But I don't recommend that, Dees. I don't no. recommend that at all. Let's not take <laughs> the foot off the gas, off the pedal, whatever you want to say. <laughs> not that we encourage putting feet on people's throats, but you know, we're we're talking uh, cliches and you know other things here. But yeah, That's it's right. um, got to be like the lines, right? Just you've got to run across that finish line strong. You don't want to limp to it. That's exactly right. Yep. Okay, so let's look ahead. What are we looking at next week? Well, as I said, Giants played the Suns at uh, Henson. Didn't make it to Henson this week to see the Swans because I had to go to a baby shower. (laughs) So I'm hoping to make it to to Henson um, to see Giants play the Suns. Come on, Giants. Come on. Come on. I'd like to see them win. I think 
I think the uh, Suns are on a bit of a roll, though. So it's certainly going to be a good contest, that's for sure. That's it. But, uh, yeah, let's hope Sydney turns on the weather. Let's yes. hope the Giants finish the year with the win. And and it does give, if you win the last game of the year, even if you're not playing finals, it does give you momentum into the next year. It gives you a bit of a, a lift to go into pre-season, I think, doesn't it? Well, look, what I can say is that one of the things the Giants have done consistently is in their last game of the season, when they're not going to make finals, they just seem to um, take on a different kind of uh, animal, uh, (laughs) what do you call it, like a totem animal or something. They just transform. So we may well see that. Like there's nothing else They've got nothing to lose, but there's also there's nothing after this game. Nothing happens after this match. So let's uh, leave everything out on the field. So we might well see um, a Giants win. I'll certainly be tipping you. Let's let's hope they do. I think the Giants. I think the Giants will also win. So I'll be tipping them. Right. I think it'll be a close one. But uh, mm. the Swans, they play the Cats on. I think it's Saturday night, and uh, I think the that GMHBA. might be a bit of. Yeah, I think it might be a bit of a, a tough one, but you never know. You're in it. Same they, thing. Nothing right. to lose. Yep. And we saw, uh, look, several years ago, Collingwood, I think, went without a win all season and got a win over, it might have even been Brisbane, but it was one of the, the better sides in the last game of the season. So yeah. sometimes playing, <clears throat> they might say you've got nothing to lose, but when you've lost everything else, Winning that last game of the year, I think it would mean a lot to them. So I do think the Swans have got a lot to play for, but yep. uh, I do think the Cats will win because, as I said, one of the most improved sides, they're at home. It's going to be a bit of a tough one. Yeah, and look, uh, in season one, <laughs> Giants managed to keep the Ds out of finals by beating them, and that, that was very unexpected. So, Well, that's you know, also something to play for, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and I mean, look, it would be hard for, um, you know, oh, the, the cats are going to play finals, but, you know, the, the swans might be able to knock them down a peg or two. So, you know, you've you got to aim for something. Uh, but we have another double header on Friday night, B. Uh, yeah. The first one is Carlton and the Western Bulldogs. That's at Icon Park at 6 10 pm. And then the Lions and Collingwood, uh, I think the Lions might get us. That's at 8.10 p.m. Uh, up at Metricon Stadium. We'll go through the other ones quickly. Melbourne and West Coast on Saturday at 1.10 p.m. at Casey Fields. Uh, St Kilda and the Crows, that's at 3.10 p.m. at RSCA Park also on Saturday. Uh, the Dockers and the Hawks at 7.10 p.m. Saturday night, Fremantle Oval. And then on Sunday, uh, we've got Port Adelaide and Essendon at Alberton at 1.10 p.m. And at 3 10, 10 p.m. at Arden Street, we've got North and the Tigers. So uh, North and the Tigers, that could be, uh, I think, a pretty good game. And, again, it's going to have an effect on uh, final positions in the eight. Yep. And then, of course, well, we've already mentioned it, 5-10 Sunday afternoon, um, Giants versus Suns at Henson. And you know what? You know what's really exciting? The, uh, the attendance... The attendance. Oh, yes. I love the attendance. Keep it up, everyone. 8,972. 
Uh, Amazing. Did you them all? Well, sorry, I, I know you weren't there, but uh, they, I tell you what, the counter must be busy at uh, at Henson Park. Look, you could see, you could see that the hill was packed. So you know, well done, everyone. Well done, everyone. I just think you know, keep it up. There's one more match at Henson. Let's see if you can make uh, a similar, nay, an identical attendance. Figure. Who knows? What What did you say the figure was? Eight thousand. 972. Maybe we'll get 8,973. Wouldn't the Giants <laughs> love to one-up the Swans? That would, that would throw a spanner in the works. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. I yeah. think that I think uh, I think we're done here, aren't we, Loz? <laughs> I think we might be done. It's uh, yeah. I think uh, the siren's just gone for us. Uh, yep. Welcome to the fifth quarter of the Co-Hanger on 2SCR 107.3. Loz, let's do tipping. So I'm stepping into big shoes this week. I know it's normally Kiwi's segment. Mm, but, uh, that's right. She's not here, so someone had to do it. So I, it's me. So we had two people tip nine this weekend. I personally don't know how anyone tips nine, but, you know, we can't all be perfect. But Paddy N and Christian P were perfect. Nine tips each week. Uh, now, some of the other things that we watch, uh, I'll say me first. I'm in 63rd. I'm the uh, lowest ranked of the uh, pod co-hosts. Mm -hmm. uh, you're our next one up, Fee. You're on 46. Uh, interesting. And Kiwi, or Kiweed, is 21st. Interestingly, all of us co-hosts oh. tipped four this week, so no bragging rights there. Right. And the other tipper... Uh, that I like to see is my mum, Susan. She's 51st, so I've got a feeling I'm probably not going to overtake her. So she'll have bragging rights in, uh, well, you can't say the household because we don't, uh, we're not even in the same state. So let's say she'll have bragging rights in the uh, Facebook chat. Yep. And our top five, uh, Jess R, so rookie, is uh, ranked first in the competition. She's on 68. So she's a game clear of red stripe. Who's in second on six in seven? Right. In third, uh, we've got equal third. Uh, Pants thirty one and Kicker T. They're on sixty five. That'll be eight. Tracy Kick, who's away in Hawaii as we speak. And oh, well, I hope got, uh, I hope Hawaii get internet. She can do I'm a in, tip. I'm in a world of FOMO. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I love my footy, but I'd love to be in Hawaii right now. So they're equal mm. third, which means in equal fifth on sixty four, we have. Uh, Matty P, I think they're, uh, I was going to say their code name. I think they're, uh, their, their comp name is Matt Air, but I don't know if I pronounced that right, so we better move on from that. And also equal fifth is Crash, who's otherwise known as Troy T. So they're on 64. Crash so, Thompson. He's been know, a winner of our, of our tipping comp in the past. Oh, well, so. well, look, he's four behind, so... You Probably going to be a bit home. hard, but you never know. What do they say? It's still know. mathematically possible. Yeah. But I think, look, we've got, as I said, uh, your top top 68 and then 67 and you've got two on 65. I think our winner will come from, um, yeah, our, our first, second and equal third places. But you never know. Someone could have a bad round. They might forget. I don't know who forgets. It should be your top priority. <laughs> But uh, you know, one round yeah, to go. Goodness. There's a few people. There's a few people still in the running. 
Well, and and don't forget, you're in the running for the coat hanger tipping shield. Yes, the winner will get their name uh, engraved on the uh, hallowed turf, if you will, the hallowed wood of the coat hanger tipping comp shield. So uh, it all comes down to next week and we will certainly be announcing the winner then. A lot of glory. A lot of I mean, glory. Who doesn't want their name <laughs> up on a shield? So much glory. So much glory. Well, none of the co-hosts' name will get there because we're not no, exactly covered in glory for Jimmy. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, this has been round nine part of the coat hanger for AFLW season seven. We will be coming to you every week during the AFLW season on to SER 107.3. Don't forget to catch the full version of this show in our podcast with extra content in the fifth quarter, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to catch us on our socials. We are at Coating Footy on Twitter, Insta and Facebook. And as always, for the best harbour views in women's footy, tune in to the Coating.